word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. The words of the day, because I don't think we're ever going to update that imaging. Flan, are we ever going to update that imaging? Nah. Nope. No way. Okay. First one is self-possessed. It's an adjective. Having or showing control of one's feelings, behavior, etc. Composed or poised. You know, I'm going to, I'm hand up, I'm going to toot my own horn here mm. i was very self-possessed earlier before you got here because oh, oh man did this computer not want to cooperate at all had all the equipment set up and i was having connection issues took a deep breath and we figured it out i was very self-possessed so proud of myself hand nice. up congratulations to me thank you for my service flan your word unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. sounds dirty but it's not plogging Mm. Running for exercise and picking up trash you find along the way. When you do more of that in our society, you know what I'm saying? Started in Sweden, but is making its way into the U.S. Oh, yes, very much. Very much so. I will virtue signal that all day. Start more plogging. Plogging 2019. 2K19 plogging. Let's get that on a hashtag. Oh, sounds awesome. All right. We have a above-average show for you. So without further ado, let's get to it. Flynn, you ready? Yes. Let's get it on. Like a sit, see me rolling two pack. I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. See, shell, had to get it myself. At the house, since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself, like all you niggas are Look at you, probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'm making first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags of Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I'm joined in the garage slash studio by my friend and co-host in that order, Brendan Flanagan. Hello. How's it going, Flan? It's going good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not doing I'm I'm not doing too bad. Guns are out today. It is. It's a little warm out. Had the workout. Got the workout done before you came, so that way I can have a more productive What'd night you hit? tonight. Today was chest and tries. How much did you throw up on the chest? I was throwing around forties. Nice. Forty forty pound dumbbells. Nice. So how many reps? Only four. Nice. So then I dropped down to thirty and I started cranking out eight and nice. I felt much more manly. 
Very nice. Even though I did drop 10 pounds on each side. So I dropped 20 pounds, if you will. Nice. I didn't feel that manly. But afterwards, <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, I got it. I got it. We're good. Okay. So I have a feeling that might end up on this next <laughs> list. Uh, in an attempt to bring more fratitude to the show. Yes, you heard me say that correctly. Fratitude. Flan has for us our episode, our, our episode's worth of Alpha, Beta, Zeta. The best, worst, and weirdest. Or Zeta's wor- worse than... Worse, worse. That's the lowest of the low. Lowest of the low. Lowest yes. of the low, excuse me. All right, first up on the Alpha, Beta, Zeta list is... Uh, alpha list goes to all the graduates this past two weekends because... Wow. What? Nothing. That's just a very... That's very thoughtful of you. To yeah. To so thank you. 2019 graduates. This is a big uh, graduation weekend, especially back in my uh, hometown of Chico. It's not your hometown. It's not right. your hometown. Yes, it's, it where, it's where you think is your hometown. It's not the not quite not quite. Your hometown is here. That those just alpha to the alpha to the graduates. That's where your second life is. Alpha to the graduates. Yeah, there you go. Shouts out to them. Is that high school, college, masters, doctorates, all that good stuff? Everybody. I'm all not. I don't know high school, but I know college. Well, I'm just bachelor, saying, like, bachelors and PhDs and yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, high school students—they work kind of hard. Yee-yee. too. I guess that shit's kind of given to you though. Um, 2019 graduates on the alpha list. Betas go to Charles Barkley and all the critics. Ooh. Because remember when Charles Barkley, after Durant went down, said, uh, no way, Warriors win this series, or if they move forward, win the next series. I they do, went 5-0 and since. I do, I do. And Paul Pierce, too. Suck it, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Suck it. Who doubted the And then Zeta goes to all the bandwagon giant fans because we are now seeing an empty stadium when all these fans are like, you know, I am a... Real fan. By the way, I'm going Saturday to Saturday's game. It's great that you brought that up, actually, because uh, I was looking at tickets with a one Mike DeWald, who will be interviewed later on this podcast. And think about going to a game. Dude, weekday game tickets, you can sit in, I think, it's section 125, which is right, that's like the sweet spot between the dugout and the bullpen. That's where you saw the, all the action. You see it on the field, too, for as low as like 20, 30 bucks. I can't remember if it was a two or three. Yeah, I remember, but they are low I remember right there was now. one day I was just hanging out at the Hanley's house and um, and we were sitting there like three in the afternoon and Will looks on his phone like, you want to go to a Giants game? It's like two bucks for bleachers. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And we just got bought tickets and just Dude, drove. That's the, way, that's the move though. It's like, that's what it's turning out to be. I, 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 it's that's why I wish I lived in the city right now. I'd be sick. You just pop out. You're like, oh, oh walks right? over, it's, head to yeah, the game. Tuesday night, I ain't got nothing else to do. You know, it's... The only part is that at this rate, because we do live so far away, is that it's going to cost more to travel and park there than it is also to get in the game. Also, you can't get hammered, which sucks, too. Yeah, you can. You do it responsibly. I've got this down mastered to a science, right? And it doesn't matter if you're a lightweight or you can drink with the best of them, although I will, I will preach responsible driving right now. So me, what I do, right, is you drive down, you get to the parking lot, you hit about two, three Modellos, right? And you're feeling good. If you want to take a shot of like some whiskey, you do that. If not, you can <laughs> elect to have the fourth beer. You have, you have no more than four beers. No more before you go in. And you need to be tailgating for at least an hour, right? So that's a beer every 15 minutes. Totally doable. I hope that you got the bladder if to make If you're drinking lot. a beer every 15 minutes, you're going to be hammered. Walking in. Walking in. But just composed enough to get by the cops that are right there where you're just like, hello, how do you do, officers? Go Giants, you know? So then you walk up. You're good to go. You chill for the first inning. You take it in. You're riding that buzz. Then you go right to the chicken nuggets and garlic fries section. You go, boom. You hit that stand because there's like 15 of those throughout Oracle. You hit one of those. Uh, and you get a nice, you know, it's Oracle now. AT&T. And you get a nice little mint with it, too. Maybe you get two. Maybe you get two. 
You go back to your seat, you smash those, you're good to go. You might be feel, still feeling a little buzz, but you're feeling good, you enjoy it. Next couple innings go by, around the sixth inning, you go to center field where they got this place. I don't know what it's called, but I remember the what Sierra it looks Nevada like. Nope, nope, nope. You get a you get a uh, a twelve ounce a twelve ounce beer. So you're going for your fifth beer, twelve ounce beer, and a thing of nachos. But you get the deluxe nachos. So granted, this is gonna be about a twenty dollar trip, but totally worth it. And this is around like the fifth or sixth inning. So then you go back to your seat, you smash all that, you're good to go. Eighth inning comes around, that's where you're like, maybe I need some sugar or something to get me, you know, help me help me stay up while we're while we're driving home. Go, boom, hit the hot chocolate. Get the hot chocolate, you're good to go, enjoy that, warm up. As you walk out of the park, you're good to go. You've enjoyed yourself before the game and if during I'm the driving, game. I'm driving, I'm two beers tops for me if I'm driving. Interesting. All right, well. I never even come close to trying to risk it at all on the driving. <laughs> well, me and the 101 have a long love-hate relationship, and so far she's been very, very good to me somewhat. I remember one time we were driving back from the USF Gonzaga game, I got pulled over because they didn't have a license plate in the front of my car. Yeah, I do remember that. He pulled in front of the car, yeah. flipped on the lights, and then pulled you over. And the only person who can dispute my love-hate relationship with the 101 right now is Kurt. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. It was a one-time thing. We both survived. <laughs> so we are good. We are good. That was the death of the Volvo. <laughs> Made out with the median. It was not fun. Ouch. Yeah. All right, so the Alpha, Beta, Zeta. 2019 graduates, Charles Barkley and other pundits, and the Zeta is bandwagon Giants fans because boo, who are you? I mean, we're barely pulling more people than the Miami Marlins, man. It's sad. Last, last night was pretty bad. There was nobody. It was. Left. It was. They had a good night come from behind win though. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Don't you worry. I'll make sure we talk about that. All right. First up on the talking points, I have the Dubs advancing to their fifth straight NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah. No other team has done this ever, aside from the Boston Celtics in like the '50s when Bill Russell was playing against Plumbers. So I don't know if that necessarily counts, but there it is in the record books, you know. So we'll deal with it. Uh, Steph and Clay were playing against some uh, pretty good professionals this entire time. Apparently, the best in the world too. Nice, doing it. love that. So, are, are you as a Dubs fan spoiled now, and you just can't enjoy this? You're just like you expect. We all expected this, but uh, is it? You got to enjoy this, right? Because it could be the end. It could be. It could no, be. No, I the mean, end. it's just it's just kind of you wait till April. What do you mean you wait till April? I mean, every year now, you wait till April. Oh, okay. As a, as a Dubs fan, yes, I've been looking forward to the playoffs a lot, and I made sure that there were a couple times uh, I did get to go to a game with one Chris Kwok this year. Shout out for that. That was a last-minute phone call. Hey, you trying to go to a Warrior game, one of those. And I was like, hey, yeah, let's go. So enjoyed him in person, enjoyed watching him on TV, enjoying watching him during this playoff run. You see what I did there? Validated myself. Yeah. Validated myself as a fan right there. I've seen him in person, watch him on TV. But it's it's something, man. I we keep on talking about how people keep on talking about how how good this team is without KD, and they're playing well. But again, they're playing against teams that don't have KD. And if KD leaves your team to go to a team that now has KD, how how are you going to do against that team with KD? It, it, it's just Suppose the, the Clippers or Clippers. Clippers are coming for Clippers. KD now. Yeah, we'll see. He's he's undecided. Although remember, uh, it was being reported by Colin Cowherd was reporting that somebody else, a former player, had hit him up and said it's a done deal. He's going to New York. It was not verified at all, and it's turning out to be wrong because it sounds like KD's very undecided. But there's something special about this team. Clay and Steph are getting older. I want to keep them on the roster, just max them out because they deserve it and ride this wave. This is definitely a team that's good enough to make the playoffs next year even if you brought it back as currently constructed without KD. 
it could make the playoffs. It'd be, again, a shallow bench that I don't care for, but they could still make the playoffs. I just don't know about competing for an NBA Finals. It's going to be, it all depends on where the chips are going to land in the, or where the chips will fall in the summer. So, but fifth straight, or yeah, five straight. Woo. Who do you want more in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, because that's the next talking point. That's tied. They're it's tied at two two. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like they would beat both of them though pretty handily. I think the Bucks present a bigger challenge because of Giannis and Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon and now Lopez. He's been hitting. They're just they're they're kind of deep. So are the Raptors. But be interesting with Kawhi's injury because it seems like his legs hurt again. And whoever comes out of this Eastern Conference isn't going to have nearly the amount of rest that the Dubs have had. So I think it could be a relatively quick finals depending on how, how if the shots fall and if the Warriors are able to just run them to death, then that'd be the case and it'll be a quick finals. But I just hope that this, this Eastern Conference finals goes seven games. That's what I want. I want them. I want them very yes, tired. Yes, I out. agree. More Charles Barkley and Shaq. Well, that too. Yes, yes. you get more TNT brought because this is the final TNT series of the season, and then it's all ESPN from this point out. Although I do like Mike Mike Breen. Bang! Whenever Curry or Clay hits one from I just hate the ESPN telecast. Mark ja- Mark Jackson, salty as all hell about cover having to cover in these Warriors is is pretty funny. But other than that, it gets old pretty fast. I like Jeff Van Gundy. Like it, you know, he's pretty insightful too. So, all right, so that'll do it for the talking points because we just wanted to catch up on on um, playoff basketball. Good stuff. Eastern Conference Finals, man. I, you know that saying where it's like uh, the series hasn't started until you won a game on the other team's floor. Mm-hmm. I guess this series hasn't started. It's tied two-two, and everyone's making a big deal about how the Raptors are for real. It's like, you know, I've heard this, I've heard it tossed around before, and I and. I watch. I've seen it happen now in four games. Your role players just play better at home. There's a lot. There's something about playing in your own gym. I mean, the superstars are like got game. We'll travel. Giannis. Yeah. Aside from Giannis's 12 points in game three, Giannis had been showing up. So, I no. We'll see what happens there. It's going to be an interesting and fun series. What did you? What? What would? How would you describe the uh, the Warriors sweep? How do we? How do, How should we feel? I meant to I meant to ask you that about the about the Trailblazers, right? Because it was like a hard fought sweep, and I know that sounds kind of pretentious and spoiled, but the the Dubs were down in three out of four games, I believe, going into the going into. I halftime. think the word for it was automatic. Automatic. That's how you describe that sweep. It was almost like when they were down. You're like, all right, they get, they, they still got this. Really, I would say after the third game, I de- after game three, I definitely felt like that. Like game three and game four, when they were down, I was like, oh, this is no issue whatsoever. But they generally played played pretty bad in the beginning of every game except for game one. I mean, except for game four, excuse me, because that's they. I think they ended the the first quarter. Uh, Tim's texting me right now. Uh, they, when they when they ended the first quarter, twenty six twenty five, I believe. All right, enough stalling. Yeah, Tim's texting me. He's very upset. We're running a little late on that. So without further ado, it is now time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. With this new intro music, I'm going to have to step up my game. 
Babe Ruth only won four World Series in 15 seasons as a New York Yankee. Transversely, Yogi Berra won 13 World Series. <clears throat> excuse me. 13 <laughs> World Series in 18 seasons as a Yankee. <laughs> I oh. my throat there. Hey, oh. That was pretty good, though, Tim. I so, like the beginning so of that. So Yogi Berra, much more of a catalyst to, his, uh, <laughs> to the Yankees and Babe Ruth. It started off so strong, man. It started. It started <laughs> and then... The pepper kicked me, okay? Uh, pepper. It's, it all, it's all good. Okay, so thank you for that stat of the day. And yes, now... Thank you for the new music. Finally. I am, you know, Yeah, no problem. It just took about, what, two, three weeks? So I... I don't know. However long... Once, whenever we came up with it, so... Yeah, probably about three, four weeks now at this rate. So, R.I.P. All right, I'm going to bow out here for just a couple minutes, and I'm going to let you guys vent about the Game of Thrones finale if you were fans, not a fans, if you're upset that you, your 10 years of your of you tuning in and paying attention came down to that. Yeah, I, I, can, I can tell you from what I've heard on the Internet, the fact that they gave it to the kid in the wheelchair. Nuts. Nuts. And there's no throne. The dragon melted it. But go ahead, guys. It's all you. Um. I would just like to start off with, I think I sent this to both of you guys. The answer has been around us forever. <laughs> the handicaps on. <laughs> with the handicaps on. I was driving to work and I saw that and it just uh, interest, uh, or quickly struck me. I was like, oh shit, your grace. But uh, somebody, point, somebody pointed out a funny little thing that then they had the first poster for Game of Thrones with uh, Ned Stark on the throne. To his, uh, his right on the poster, there's a, there's a raven. On the poster, oh. but this still—it doesn't really. I mean, that's just kind of still. What a, a great little Easter egg. Well, it makes sense. Shut I mean, up, it makes. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. But like when it comes to like storytelling, it doesn't make sense. That makes if that right. makes sense. That's just like if you were paying hyper, if you're hyper attentive to all the details and everything that's going on in the show, you would have. You you may have picked up on that. Well, I mean, the reason why they gave it to the crippled guy is because one, he. He's not going to have any kids because nobody can come up and, like, e overthrow oh, him. Equal opportunity employers. That's what we're about, right? Is and you got to be inclusive. Uh, I thought you were going to bow out. The California Disability Act. All right, sorry. Go ahead. And then, uh, I don't know. I kind of mean, uh, it was, I wasn't, I mean, ever since Battle of the Bastards and that final, the season finale episode of season six, it's kind of, the season's kind of, the show's been kind of whatever to me. But, um... I, don't know, I wasn't really pissed off with the final, the finale like everybody else was. I wasn't mad, but I expected more. Um, I just thought there could have been a lot more people getting their heads cut off. I was hoping for a Grey Worm Jon Snow showdown. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was kind of hoping for a or Grey Worm and Jon Snow to team up to kill Danny. But even though I said Arya was going to be the one that did it, I was wrong. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But I will say the one thing I'm disappointed in is that HBO's already come out and said they're not going to do a spinoff with Arya West of Westeros. No, you would, no, of... no, no, you would never do that. I mean, I would just because she had the most growth of any of the characters, in my opinion. I did, but I just feel like after you don't the show that you shouldn't, you should never, you shouldn't, you should never try to re. I don't know what the word is, but you should never try to bring him back for something else. They're, they're going to have a spinoff. They've already come out to say that. I just don't know what it is yet. Maybe oh, it's going to be oh, like yeah, yeah, the that, dragon eating Danny. No, that's supposed Shut up, Jeff. It's supposed right. to take place like a thousand years before the books or the show started. Uh, like, during the like during the first men. How come Jon Snow didn't get it? He came back from the dead. Jon. 
Jeff, I thought you were bowing out. I'm just asking questions. Because man. he killed the queen. He and, killed Danny. And then he need and then the people that put him in uh that locked him up so that he needs they need justice for what he did because he killed their queen. Uh, and they wanted to kill him, but they compromised and said he can go to the wall and be a night's watch, which he ended up just being a wildling instead, which is people that live beyond the wall. Which where he where he belonged, but I was kind of I was bu- that was the one I was bummed out about. I was bummed out that Jon Snow had to go up north and had to say goodbye and be all sad and shit. That's my guy. But he did get Ghost back, so that was definitely yeah good good on the riders for that one. John no Jon Snow is the guy. He he had he's only loved two girls in his life, and each one of them died in his arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. Can't he so, go three for three? So like it's I mean it was like you're nah, I felt that was, that was my guy. The way Aragorn was my guy in Lord of the Rings, that that was my guy. I will say I'm upset that uh, uh, Brianna Tarth and the dude. From the wildlings in a hookup. I was uh, hoping for that to go through. A little bit soft. I feel like that would have been a really great that love story. That would have been something else. Wild. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't even know. This not. This isn't in the Karma Sutra. Hey, from the clip I saw of the throne getting burned, that shit looked like it was hella high up. You know what I'm talking? Like altitude wise. Like where was that thing located that everyone was competing for? It was because that's the throne that everyone was was going after, right? The yeah. throne that get burned. That thing looked it like the it was throne room. Wherever the hell that is. Oh, okay. Because the clip I saw the dragon burning it, it just looked like it was up on the on this mountainside on the top of a of a castle. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the top of a castle. It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that the the top of the castle? King of the castle. I have a chair. Oh, I have a chair. Is that is that all you guys got on the on the episode? I mean, I, I, my my take on the whole show is that this that show peaked uh, in the last two episodes of season six is when they peaked, and then since then it's been it's been kind of just slowly going down. Interesting, because conversely, I saw on the internet, you know that meme of the horse. The, the horse drawing that starts out really, really detailed in the back, and then as it gets to the head, it looks like a four-year-old druid. Sure. So it broke it down and said Game of Thrones seasons, and it said that the back of the horse that's really detailed was like seasons one through three, and then it just kind of put each season towards the end until it said the final season was the one that looked like I it was thought the best two, the th- best two episodes of the television I've ever watched is um, episode nine and ten of season six. Those, I think those. I think Rotten Tomatoes has those their two highest rated episodes of Game of Thrones, and that's when they that's when they just really hit their stride. And then and then then they started shortening the seasons down. Then everything started being rushed, and they weren't really just telling stories and stuff. And they weren't making stuff very like I don't know. Tim, did you right, ever watch Breaking Bad? The, no, because at no. the end of uh, season six, wasn't season seven the last of the? Books that the dude wrote, and then season eight. No, oh, no, they, no, they, they, season no, six was no. the last of the books, right? Yeah, and then seven, no, eight season, were just they, they, shit up. they passed it. I think they had passed what he had already written, which was half of season six, and then the other half of season six when they, when they were ahead of the books. Gotcha. And then, so I think that kind of explains why a lot of people didn't like seven and eight. But well, they, I think people would have liked it. They just made if they just, they could have made each one of them eight episodes each and they would have been fine but they made it six and then all of a sudden they just start rushing stuff and they can't put all this story into they only have a certain amount of time and then I don't know it just kind of all spiraled from there and I heard the actors were going upwards of a million dollars an episode too so it was getting expensive well yeah it's the biggest TV show ever oh okay 
I would not be highest surprised. Budget. It's the highest has the highest budget of any TV show ever. Interesting. There's only six episodes. I would propose the debate that everybody has been talking about since it aired is, and that's why I asked you, Tim, if you had seen Breaking Bad. It seems like that has consensus the best, uh, unanimously agreed upon by fans as the best show ending. Right? People historically were upset with the way Seinfeld ended. I don't know how people felt about Seinfeld ended great. Okay, that was well, a fantastic ending. Well, Are you serious? There's people out there from the different sports shows that I've listened to when they when they talked about this very topic. They said Seinfeld was one of the worst ones. The Office kind of petered out there towards the end. Well, The Office petered out with their last episode. They brought back Michael Scott and everything was fine. Okay. And I'm thinking Breaking Bad was the only one that was really good. People were upset with The Sopranos at the time, although Dan Patrick brought up a very valid point. He says that he thinks that the the final scene when everything fades to black in The Sopranos is you, the viewer, being whacked because you've been present through it all and you've seen everything go down. You're a liability now at that point in the story. So they're saying, you know, point blank, boom, you're done. And that's the theory that Dan Patrick put out there. And I was like, hmm, very interesting. That's the next show I'm going to watch. Sopranos? I haven't seen it. It's a good one. I heard Six Feet Under ends very well and same with The Wire. Ooh, okay. The Which Wire. are two shows that I have not... I started watching The Wire, and then <clears throat> that was right around the same time that I started watching Game of Thrones. So I did not spend 10 years watching Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. picked that up uh, at when season six was going on is when I started watching Game of Thrones. Uh, so okay. So you didn't we, waste all the time. Yeah, my wife uh, that four years the shit me. out of it. <laughs> I started yeah, watching so I that at Spring like 15. That. Okay. When I started watching it. Right when middle of season five is when I started watching it. You just stumbled upon it? Like, what's this? No, it was when I was on YouTube. I don't need to. I was on Facebook and somebody said that and his watch has ended. And I'm like, what? And then their Game of Thrones. And like, everyone was talking. I'm like, all right, well, let's see what it's about. Let's see what life's about. Got to check it out. And then first scene, I was like, yes, I'm all about it. Everybody's doing drugs. I mean, you got to try it, right? Just yeah. See what it's all about. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty okay. sure it's right before uh, Princess started working at Oliver's, so. Yeah. My life was just shit from then on. There was no Game of Thrones to watch because season six was over and season seven hasn't started for like a year. We are Princess, hit- start- <coughs> Princess started working at Oliver. I will say this: I get I, a, I, I get very mad at people on Twitter that that just started watching Game of Thrones and they are demanding all this stuff from the writers. Like, dude, you literally have just been watching for like the last six months. Have you noticed that on Twitter? Yeah, you have no reason to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like those the, the barstool people that have watched it for like six, three, six months. Like Hank, Hank yeah. started watching it like six months just ago. it all. And then he's like, he has, and then he has all these like things and stuff. I'm like, dude, really? It would be my equivalent to that would be a Warriors fan who just became a fan last season, saying that they need to bench Steph Curry because yeah. he's not doing very well. It's like, all right, well, you could just shut up now. It's yeah, pretty good. I agree. You do that, not know what you're talking about. An individual would have had to have their head in the sand. <laughs> I feel like even the common man knows that guy's pretty good. He, he my question, job. My question is, is what are you gonna, what are your, what do you think you're gonna gravitate towards next? Flan said he wants to see The Sopranos. We are hitting streaming season right here in the summer. If you're not, if you find those nights where you're not doing something, you're not going out, you're just, you're just chilling. Oh, that's the in, winter for me is my streaming oh, months. Oh, really? For you? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say in the summertime because there's not as many sports on and there's just there's baseball games on and you know you can actually stream an episode while a baseball game goes on, and, and flip back and forth and still be up to date on the game. You know, I'm thinking about picking up Animal Kingdom, that TNT show. It looks pretty dope. Not exactly 100% sure, but I was just wondering what, what you might be doing, Tim. Uh, my wife and I just started watching Justified. 
Ooh, I heard that's well, good. Through season one and into season two, and it's a pretty good show. I enjoy it. Um, some other shows that I'm really excited for the letdown of the Royal Gemstones. I think that's what it's called on HBO. Flan, am I correct with that one? Uh, I do not know. Oh, actually, no, I don't know. I don't know that one. Oh, speaking uh, of HBO, I need to catch up on Westworld. That's what I was going to say. Somebody was telling me I had to watch that. Someone said it's really good. I got to do season two on that one. Yeah. Kid Cudi's in it. Really? New one. Hmm. Kid Cudi and the guy from Breaking Bad. Is it a new cast every season for Westworld? No. Some, but not all of them. Oh. But I think you like that show. There's a a lot of mindfuckers going on. The thing thing that made Game of Thrones so awesome is that there's one gold and everybody had these different characters they loved and it was like, who's going to get this one gold, which is the Iron Throne? Yeah. And it was like, you have all these debates and stuff. That's what made Game of Thrones so awesome. I will say what sounds cool about the show, and then we'll end it on this note, is that it was a show that was not afraid to kill off anybody at any time because the writing was so good that it could it could get you to fall for another character. It could drum you up. It could draw up emotions for new characters that were coming in to affect because you knew this was a show that it's like these people are competing for the throne. People are going to die. Mm-hmm. So. I did almost stop watching when Ned Stark got killed. I will say that. Almost. Once that happened, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not watching. Oh, that was when John, that's, that's when John Snow died for me. I was like, oh, that's, that's when I was but like. See, that's the thing that kind of never sold me on it was like, hey, John, this guy, John Snow died. Oh, he's back to life. Somebody brought him back to life. I was like, mm, okay, I don't know, man. What kind of, is this like, is this Lord of the Rings type stuff? Because it's like, I never watched don't that. Don't bash Lord of the Rings. I'm man. not bashing it. I'm just saying I never, I, I could never stay awake for those movies growing oh, up. Oh, the... Sorry. I, a true story. So, so I was badass. just wondering. I was just wondering if this. I was just wondering if this was going to be the same deal. And it's like, well, I'm I'm not caught up on the other stuff. I think it so. sucks that if, if like Jon Snow died, I was like, all right, well, there's like three more seasons of him. I can't just stop now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's back. Yeah. Oh, I was so juiced when he brought him back to life. I was jumping up and down, having a huge jumping up the road, running. I have a reason to watch running, the show now. Running down the street because my after when he died, I was like, just my buddy, like, dude, my favorite character is that stupid dog ghost now. <laughs> All the remnants has left of him. Yeah. All right. That dog well, was awesome. Thank you, Tim. We will talk to you again on Sunday. Oh, you don't want to talk to any sports? No, no. Good. We just wanted to talk Game Great. of Thrones. Great. That was the biggest part of the, the best part. Of Wonderful. The week. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk sports with you until Sunday when we can talk baseball. And I'll be watching. I'll be paying attention because there'll be lots of baseball going on, and and there are no no playoff hockey until Monday. And the Eastern Conference Finals are every other day, so there will Why be. Why are you even going to watch playoff hockey? Your team's out of it. It's... Your your playoff team is out of it. I know, I know. We talk about that, and then it, coming up, sneaker. We're gonna be talking about that with Dewald coming up soon. Uh, it's it's because it's it's comp it's sports, man. I'm 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 just it's how I'm wired. It's competition. It's the championships on the line, man. You gotta watch who's better. You know? I'm upset there's no UFC or I don't even know if there's any boxing this weekend either. Oh, but the NCAA college, Women's College World Series Super Regionals are going on too, bro. Going on Oof. too. Go Gators. Oof. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, after listening to the last podcast, Jeff, I want to say that you said that it would take you three pitches to hit a fast pitch softball. Mm-hmm. You're a dirty, rotten liar. I can tell you from experience, you are not going <laughs> to touch it. You will not touch it in three pitches. I would, I would be fine. I said fastball, though. Because yeah, I said you, no. I said rise ball, no. screw ball, all the Let other me, balls that they can throw, that, that's definitely messing with me. But give me three pitches, I feel like I can hit a fastball. I'm that confident me, with my hand-eye coordination. No. Let me tell you from experience, you're not going to. I, I've been in a fast pitch game one or two times, and it's just completely different. Respectfully, dis- 
Respectfully disagree, but okay. All right. Well, I'll make sure to send you the video of Jenny Finch striking out A-Rod and Poolhose on three consecutive pitches. Dude, that's Jenny Finch, though. I'm not saying I'm going up that's against... That's Albert Poolhose and A-Rod in their yeah, front. Yeah, it offsets. Yeah, but, but it does offset. Thank ever. you, Flan. It does offset because it's like it's Jenny Finch, who's the possibly the greatest women's pitcher of all time. It might be prisoner of the moment because that's just who I remember from growing up with, seeing her on TV. And you got Poolhose and A-Rod. Okay, but... I will say this, like, uh, just like you know, a D two pitcher, maybe. I I think I got a pretty good chance, like a D two oh, college pitcher. No, like, I I will, I will <laughs> bet you that you would not hit anybody on the SRJC. Oh, staff. I was I was gonna go there, but I didn't want to be too I will disrespectful. Make, I will make a bet with you. I will put a pretty penny. I'll, on I, we can videotape it, and I'll put it on the Instagram page too. So that way, I'll put my money bet. where my mouth is. If bet. we can make it happen, I wanna I wanna bet. try and hit a SRJC softball player. Yeah, I'm calling into I'm calling into KSRO, and I'm saying, hey, uh, wow. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, the intern said that he can hit a fast pitch softball, and I don't believe him. <laughs> All right. If he can, he has to give $100 to SRJC charity. Not really. Yeah, but. I, yeah. No. I'll definitely. I would, I would have some of the softball players on the podcast if they were, you know, if they'd respond to any DMs that were sent out. I, I try to keep them as professional as possible, and I do it through the cohort sports report Instagram page. It's not where I'm sliding in just like, hey, what's up? Trying to be on the podcast? It's like, no, hey. We want to have you on the podcast. We got some questions, blah blah blah, and then you never get a response, and it's like, okay, that's whatever, that's cool, that's fine. You're too, you're too cool for us. Any SRJC Bear Cubs who want to be on the podcast, uh, hit up Jeff. Yeah, just right. go seek him out. He's not hard to miss. No, I'm not hard to find at all. I'm, I'm practically famous now that I'm on the radio. Okay, thanks, Tim. Almost, almost, almost there. All right, thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. Have a wonderful evening. See you, Tim. Bye, Tim. Bye. Time to talk some hockey now with one of our hockey correspondents, the many that we have on this show, professionals, Mike DeWald. Mike, how are you doing? I'm on my fifth box of Kleenex. That's it's true. It's a mess. Rough day, rough day. Uh, for those of you that are not in the studio with us, I am joined by my KSRO uh, cohort on the Cohort Sports Report, Mike DeWald. Mike has since shaved his beard. His playoff beard is gone. It only took like nine hours. Yeah. It's... It's like the walk of shame for Sharks fans. Was it dense? It was very dense. It was dense. A lot of growth that was going on there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple game sevens where you thought, I should get the trimmer ready. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, though, I look at it like, what are, what are your thoughts on this on this postseason? This postseason run that the Sharks had? It's a missed opportunity. I don't think there's any other way to look at it, really. They went in with arguably the best roster they've ever had going into a playoffs and with all the weirdness through the playoffs had probably the clearest path they're ever going to have to this i mean obviously i mean st louis and boston are big bruising talented teams but in terms of just all the other weirdness along the way uh, i i don't know that they're ever going to have a path that clear of getting through the stanley cup and so it's there's a lot of questions for Sharks fans heading into this offseason. It, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Who stays, who goes? I've <sighs> been thinking about this a lot today because, as one does, uh, a lot of big free agents. I think uh, Kevin LeBanc, Timo Meyer, and 
uh, Dylan Gambrell is young player are three that they'll resign um, right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I don't think you're going to see a lot of the the other pending free agents come back. I mean, Joe Thornton's probably the biggest name out there. Joe Pavelski, uh, the captain of the team, set to be a free agent this year. But they're old. Are they coming back? That's the problem. I. It's tough because they're two really like prominent leadership guys, and I- in hockey, I mean that that plays a role for the team. Like even if they're not necessarily performing as well as they should on the ice, I- it's a big thing in just kind of keeping the room together. But so they're they're glue guys. Definitely glue guys. Are they wood glue, gorilla glue, <laughs> uh, your your standard glue stick? Like what what kind of glue are we talking about here? <laughs> they're Extra strength glue sticks. Okay. We'll go with that. All right, not not quite there. <laughs> not quite the Elmer's glue. Room for improvement there. <laughs> uh, Joe Thornton is a tough one because he, even though he's not the, the sort of the leadership presence as a captain that he was, it's kind of a guy that everybody looked to just as like <laughs> Joe's going to lead us through. Uh, but the league changes so much. It's so fast. It's so bruising now. I mean, if you look at the two teams that made it. They're not just fast teams. They're not just skill teams, but they also just throw big hits and just wear you down constantly. And that that's what hurt the Sharks. I mean, they started with Vegas, big, huge, hard-hitting series, go to Colorado, another fast, fast series. And uh, so they have to look at the, the kind of team that they want to be. And I don't know that you can have both Joes on one roster. That's... I don't want to say they're old and slow, but... It sounds it like you're saying that you got a roster full of Mack trucks and you're trying to go up against not even sports cars, you're just going up against SUVs. they got <laughs> exactly. a little bit more get-up. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, uh, basically, they're going to have to choose... Uh, I think they're going to have to choose one of them because I don't know that both... It, well, there, there's another way they can go with it. And the, the Predators tried to do this a few years back with Mr. Carrie Underwood, uh, Mike mm. Fisher. Uh I think it was pretty clear to a lot of people that the entire slog of a regular season and a playoffs got to Joe Thornton at the end. I mean, he just, I don't know if he, there were other injuries going on, but obviously he slowed down and was less effective than he would, was during the season. Well, he put up 50 points during the season, so it was by no means a down season for him. But what he could do is announce his, I'm holding up air quotes, retirement. And then uh, March say, hey, I'm unretiring, guys. They sign him. He's ready to go for the playoffs. He's a fresh guy. Up to get right up to speed, you know, playing a few regular season games and just jump in for the playoffs. And I, I don't know if they would ever consider that, but so I don't pr- know. You're proposing that, that Thornton goes the Rob Gronkowski route of, hey, I'm retiring. Up until you guys really need me. Exactly. Because <laughs> this, this is a Sharks team that's shown us that they can get to the playoffs. It's just uh, clearly performing in the playoffs. Before, as we, as we were started out, before we hit record, I uh, noticed that DeBoer, was it, lost the Stanley Cup final, lost in the first round, lost in the semis, now lost in the conference finals. At least you're getting there. Exactly. I believe he has blackjack of... <laughs> not yeah. sure if that was the right reference. He's definitely looking at almost he's a full house full, right The full if house they of playoff, playoff losses. Next year, yeah, then he's <laughs> just got the full house. He's good to go. The, the tough thing about the Sharks is so often they do it to themselves. And this year, I think they did it to themselves again. Because mm-hmm. they went through the hardest seven games you could ever imagine against Vegas. 
just a ridiculous series. And they went into a series against the Avalanche, who put Lanch. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Lanch. They put up. Uh, they're such a fast team, but they're a one-line team. Like they they overperform. They're they're going to be a good team down the road, but they're not that good. And to have that series go to go from a seven-game bruising punishing series to a seven-game fast mock twelve series. To have that many games and then to have to go to play St. Louis, it was like a mixture of everything. Uh, there was no way they were going to win that series. And even if they did win that series, Boston would have swept them after that. And it would have been even uglier. So you're saying it's a done deal already that Boston's pretty much got this thing sealed up? I, no, I don't think so. I, I think only had they played the, sh- had the Sharks somehow managed to pull through. I, I think they would have steamrolled the Sharks Whoa, pretty easily. What if the, Sharks, if the Sharks had gone to a third straight game seven, would you have not fully convinced yourself that this is TOD, this is a team of destiny, this is our year? Three game sevens and you're able to pull it out. Who's to say that you wouldn't go seven games in the en- in the cup final? But the Bruins I, the Bruins basically got a bye in their third round. Like that is true. Yeah. I would like to say uh, fuck you to the St. Louis Blues <laughs> and to the Boston Bruins because you robbed us of a real-life Sharknado Stanley Cup, <laughs> exactly. and that's the only thing we wanted. Exactly. The, w- the world's just turning their back now because they don't give a Sharknado. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what the Bruins are doing. I assume they went to Hawaii. Stretching. They're doing lots of stretching. Acupuncture. Acupuncture, playing like inter-squad, like tag or something. I don't I don't know what you do when you have like three months between playoff what series. What skating games you can play? <laughs> just horse? Yeah, I don't a horse on it. <laughs> uh, shoot it from the second blue line. No, 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 skip, uh, no skips on the ice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to take a take a step back. Looking at the playoff officiating, as a Sharks fan, can you buy unbiasedly step back and say, no, officiating was fine, or was this a team that was kind of getting bailed out there in the first two rounds? I and even some uh, of the third. I, I can go a few different ways on this because the officiating was terrible mm-hmm. for all teams through the entirety of the playoffs. It has been and was and will be just horrendous. The difference with the Sharks is they took some terrible, terrible calls, but they still it took advantage of them to where it, you know, they still had to kind of seize on that. It, hand pass aside. Uh, but even then, the Blues still had a chance to win that game and didn't uh, if they just didn't go to overtime. Some slight shade there. Sorry. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. As we were talking to uh, one of our constituents here in the building, because we are recording live from the KSR studios, we've kind of stepped our game up just for this interview. Uh, Dano over at Froggy was saying that the Sharks were a team that was the, the opponents were getting breaks early in the game. The Sharks were just fortunate enough e- to get them at the end of the game. Exactly. So it, one of the big problems that came through this, and I don't know what the answer is on this one, is are the headshots and suspensions. And... I don't know if, like, it, it obviously there's not some league-wide conspiracy, anti-San Jose conspiracy, but <laughs> in the, it seems there's like... A, there's an anti-barrier bias in just sports in general. That's true. Okay. That's true. We'll so go with that. Yeah. It seems like whenever there's a situation where it's a borderline sort of odd, odd angle hit or something like that, 100% of the time it goes negative to San Jose, mm-hmm. and 100% of the time it goes for the other. Wh- whatever the situation is, uh, if you look a couple times, the, the hurdle hit that knocked him out of game six, Yeah, it was 
less than a hit for, by Eric Carlson from the middle of the season that he got suspended two games for. The Blues player, they don't even put out a statement. There's, they're just, nope, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Nothing happened. Uh, Joe Pavelski gets punched in the face, basically. Both of these guys go on to miss game six. The only way they miss game six is if they're not, you know, taken, you know, punched in the face or obviously take a shoulder to the face. If the league can't see <laughs> these these injuries are clearly coming from hits that they're trying to get out of the game, it doesn't make any sense. Not that it would have... Game five, it wouldn't have made any difference if those were called penalties. The Sharks were going to lose that game either way. But they were probably going to lose game six, too. But to at least take a couple of those Blues players off the ice for that game, maybe it changes the outcome. Maybe they only lose three to one. Yeah. <laughs> much much closer defeat. That's what we're, that's uh, what we're The at. biggest problem is just there's no clear standard. And I think Sharks fans know more than any other team, that there's no clear standard to the application of the rules, especially when it comes to high hits and what's suspendable and what's not and what's okay and what they're going to turn a blind eye at. I, I almost feel like the referees took the hand pass call so personally that they just went so far in the opposite direction that, like, we blew that. We gave a team... A, a game resulted directly by something we did. Therefore, we're just going to step back now I don't know what's going on and uh, and didn't want to seem like they were swaying the series. And that's the only thing I can come up with. Like game five wasn't enough when they got that game back, right? When the, right. When the Blues go up 3-2. Exactly. You think, that, you think that would be kind of be like, oh, well, all's fair now. They're back up. That was our bad. Um, so is, is playoff officiating, playoff hockey officiating much like playoff basketball officiating? Because, you know, there was a big deal made about the Warriors-Rockets series about James Harden flopping, and really both those teams kind of a flop fest, and mm -hmm. as a Dubs fan, I can acknowledge that. With playoff hockey, do they let guys get away with more? So, generally, yes. This particular postseason has been kind of the outlier of all other postseasons. Generally, the way it goes uh, is they let a lot of the kind of I don't want to say ticky-tack, but the, like, procedural stuff, like some of the grabbing or hooking and the, the real kind of minor penalties, mm -hmm. uh, let them go. And they let them play. And to some extent, they try to keep it sort of even, you know, Team A, oh, they have three, they were given three penalties. Okay, let's, it, 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 the referees are just more vigilant to call things on Team B to keep the amount of power plays fairly even, even though they're sort of bearing their whistle uh, during the course of the game. But we didn't, I don't know that we really saw that this postseason is what's is so it, confusing. Is it, it as crazy to think that the officials are going in at each intermission and just taking a look and saying, oh, wow, we called four penalties on the Sharks this period. Next period, we got to make sure we call some on the Blues. Right. Well, th this, I oddly listened to a, uh, a John Scott podcast. Shout out to John Scott. Uh, on this exact topic, and he said when he played, it was actually something they talked about in the locker room during the playoffs. The coaches would say, hey, they called three penalties on the other team this period. You guys, they are going to be watching for you. Don't give them a reason to call something mm. because they want to even it out. They don't want to, okay. the refs don't want to be seen as the reason why a game went the way it did. Oh, this team had five power plays, so a 
Of course they won. <laughs> the like a, a free throw shooting discrepancy. In the right. NBA. Okay. But then we get to – the rules change even more, and it's even more frustrating when it gets to overtime because – and they, we saw that this year for sure – is the refs put in, away their whistles completely. The, it's almost prison rules in overtime that unless you do something so egregiously bad that it's unavoidable that you have to call it, they are not going to call anything in overtime. I am looking at the Sharks roster right now. Mm-hmm. And just a just an idea moving forward. Is there not enough Russian presence on this team right now? A lot of Canadians, a lot of Canadians, a t- a top heavy Canadian roster actually. There should be a lot of Swedes on there too. They I, I see four. Yeah. Sorensen, Carlson, Carlson, and Heed. True. Okay. They, they they had a little Swedish invasion for a bit, and then I think they all got sent down to the minors. No Russian delegation whatsoever. All Swedish, no Finnish. A little upset. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, I have a question now, and it's I, – so I mentioned Dano from Froggy earlier. I'm going to name drop again. i got a lot of names to pick up here. Danny Wright from the River. Shout out to Danny and Dano. Yes, shout out to them. SoCo Sports fans for life. <laughs> uh, would you rather – and Sharks fans can relate to this the most. Would you rather have a team that is constantly making the playoffs year after year after year – or let's say you have like a 10-year stretch, right, and you make the playoffs – seven to eight times out of that 10 years but it you're done you don't you don't you maybe sniff a conference championship two three times but you're getting eliminated through the playoffs or you're a team that goes in that 10 years you only make the playoffs twice but you make you reach the finals no promise in winning but at least you reach the finals and you have a shot at winning but you're but that shot is much you know what i'm saying so you don't make the playoffs but you have a shot at winning when you do make the playoffs or you're always making the playoffs and it's just kind of a foregone conclusion, like, mm, we're going to see if they choke this away. Oh, wow. I think, uh, I think if you're a Sharks fan, you've lived that, that the, the, uh, the first option there. Okay. Uh, the Sharks are, they passed Detroit this year as one of the most, in terms of making the playoffs, one of the perennial most successful teams in hockey. They've made it like some ridiculous, it's like, 25 out of 26 years, or so, it, that's probably too many, but it's some some ridiculous amount that they they're just in the playoffs every year. Uh, oh, get worked up. I'm sorry, sort of, but this is great content. I think that I would prefer that they, uh, uh, me as a fan, I would just rather you know if they're going to be eliminated in the first round, at least they made it. And really, I, I would rather them just be there every year and just what it may <laughs> draft terrible but at least no, there's that, playoff that's games. what killed the, there's two ways of looking at that they have had terrible draft positions for as long as i can remember mm-hmm. but in some ways it doesn't matter because they're terrible at drafting first rounders anyways so oh, it doesn't okay. they if you look at the history of their first round picks they're terrible not uh, terrible is probably harsh but this it's okay the, you're outraged the, i let it out <laughs> this is a safe space they first suck <laughs> i hate them <laughs> I never want to see him again <laughs> until next next training camp. Uh, it's too real. Uh, you look at their best players who've come up through their system. Joe Pavelski was a seventh-round pick. I mean, he was like seen as undersized and too slow and too small, and he's proved everybody wrong. And mm-hmm. uh, there was another player that was seventh round that I can't remember the name of. But uh, their their first-round picks just don't pan out, so it's not that much of a pressing issue that they're not getting these draft picks. Uh, and to their credit. They've gotten lucky that uh, their GM, Doug Wilson, is 
the master trader. I don't know how, I don't know if he has dirt on other teams, if he's got like pictures that he's got hidden on his hard drive. He's, he's he, like the Danny Ainge of the Celtics. He, he can always manufacture something. Yeah, so he's found players who are in tough situations. Say like Evander Kane, who had to be hurt these playoffs because he just, he, he contributed nothing was just it was rough to watch and and knowing the type of competitors you know he wants to be the guy who's just lighting up the scoreboard but he just couldn't it was a very vague lower body injury they never said anything with him no uh but he's an example of the kind of player with uh low risk high reward where uh he went from uh winnipeg to buffalo both situations just didn't mix with locker room and it was like one of those guys who always had cancer in the locker room or something like that. But th- So they traded nothing to get him, and he's a top six player, and it's been amazing for them. So to be able to get guys like that instead, in lieu of first-round picks, uh, it's worked for them for in, in, in keeping a contender every year. You're essentially trading for first-round picks. Is what yeah, you're exactly. You, you, if you get an, an established player that you know can contribute instead of a toss-up rookie who he could be good, Maybe he could be terrible. Yeah. Uh, I I think it, if they're getting a known quantity instead of an unknown quantity, they'd rather have the known quantity. So uh, for now, that's worked for them, but we'll see what happens. So to go back to that previous question about not making the playoffs, or making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, the Sharks have been around for 27 years, and you've been a fan for all 27 years. Can you tell me how which means you're old. Thank you. We respect your sage Ancient. wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> if you're real, the Sharks are one year older than me. Jeez. Uh, so, how many times have they made the playoffs? Can you remember off the top of your head? Out of these 27 seasons, what do you think they are? Out of 27 seasons, they've probably... I, I gave some horrible number earlier. I think I just gave you more seasons than they've been around earlier. They've probably made the playoffs 20 times. Ooh, so close. 21 and 6. 21 and 6. So okay. they are a very, very consistent team, but consistently disappointing. Because you look here, <laughs> lost in the conference semifinals, conference semifinals, conference quarterfinals, quarterfinals, semifinals, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, conference finals, semifinals, 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 quarterfinals, conference final, conference final, quarterfinal, semifinal. Lost in the first round. Oof. And yeah, then the lost in the Stanley Cup final, which was a heartbreaker because I, for sure, 15-16 was like the biggest I've ever been a Sharks fan. And I'll admit, I jumped because I, I hop on the postseason bandwagon. And then you lost the first round, second round, and the conference finals. Good things on the horizon, though, because this is a team under DeBoer that doesn't win less than 45 games. That's Four, true. 46-46, 45-46, I like where they're headed. DeBoer is an interesting case because he's a very, very good coach. He looks like a fat Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're right. Really, though, next time next time you guys see DeBoer, it's unfortunate that I just I just reached that revelation now, but go back and take a look at some Sharks interviews and just be <laughs> like, that's a fat Louis C.K. <laughs> coaching hockey. The one criticism that people have of DeBoer, and it went goes back to when he was coach of the Devils, too, is – uh, and it's funny. I think there's baseball parallels here. I'm going to make baseball parallels because I think that Bruce Bochy gets a little bit of this too, that he shows really strong favoritism to veteran guys and sometimes has trouble developing some of the, the kind of prospect young players coming up because they don't get their shot and they don't get their chance to develop. And obviously, who am I to say anything? I'm not in the room there you know, <laughs> like with, with no extra expertise here. But... Uh, 
a lot of times, and that was one of the things that killed him in this playoffs, was they were throwing Brent Burns out there 35 minutes, Those 30, guys, 35 minutes a game. It was like Burns, mm-hmm. Carlson, Pavel, there was two other guys, yeah. Hurdle, and I think Couture. Those were guys that were logging excess of like 30 minutes yeah. of ice time a game, yeah. which is half the game. Yeah, that's Ladies and, and gentlemen, most, most hockey players only average about 20 minutes. <laughs> right. The extra 10 minutes is a lot. And, you, you, I mean, you can't play with five defensemen. you got to just run everybody. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, we'll see if he adjusts. And I, I mean, he's been a coach long enough. I, I don't see him changing his ways that much. But I, it, some of those things did come back to bite him in the end, that they just had some exhausted, exhausted guys. And it, it's a little tough because you see in uh, game six, the losing game, Dylan, Dylan Gambrell comes in. He scores the lone goal. He's one of their, you know, rookie players got his shot and scored. So makes you, you know, think maybe you try him earlier. Mm. Well, do you have any other last last grievances to air out with this 2018-2019 <laughs> season? Where do I begin? Let me grab this list here. <laughs> I've just been working on this <laughs> all day. I believe those are that is all of my grievances. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, DeWald. <laughs> thank you. Get back to work. Real quick, who wins the NHL Stanley Cup final? Bruins in six. Wow. Okay. Just to be a contrarian, Blues in seven. Oh. And I'm, I mean, it's rough because they just beat the Sharks. But dude, Tarasenko, and only because that's the only Blues <laughs> player I know, but Vladimir Tarasenko is going to lead this St. Louis Blues team to victory. That, and I just can't cheer for Boston sports anymore. Oh, they don't need any of them. No, no. There's like four-month-old babies in Boston <laughs> who haven't seen a championship. Oh, my God. Boo-hoo. I hope they don't see it for another I, couple months. I do feel for Blues fans. I mean, the Blues are – they've – they're twice the Sharks. They've, I think, 40 years or so. They've never won a yeah. cup. Yeah. So, hey, I'm, all th- I'm always down for long-suffering fan bases winning, and they seem like nice people. So Unless you're in New York. Begrudgingly. New York, you can suffer for a very long time. That's true. They know yeah. what they did. New York and L.A., both of you. <laughs> All right, thanks to Walt. Thank you. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Flan, let's start off with, well, first off, I want to say thank you to Mike DeWald for taking the time to do that. He didn't have to, so I was very on on the spot last night. Once they lost, he hit me up and said, hey, I... I'm very frustrated right now. I want to sound off. And I was like, oh, boy, content, content, content. So here we go. So thank you again, DeWald. Flan, say thank you. <laughs> Flan. Sorry. Say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, there you go. What are you laughing at? This is so a video funny. I saw. Jeez. Yeah? A video that you saw? Yeah, it's – you have to it, – I can't expri- explain it. It's okay. pretty insane. Yeah. Awesome. All right, first up on the winners-losers list, Flan, did you see that the NFL has announced its new draft locations for the next four years? Sort of, kind of, maybe. Um, well, one's in Vegas, right? 2020's in Las Vegas. 2021? L.A. Cleveland. 2022? Here. L.A. I know, it's such a random place. TB determined. 2023? TB determined. You don't, you don't think LA. they know? No. Kansas City. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What are these locations? I think 2022 is going to be in Why do you stay in New York? I don't understand Cleveland? why you left New York. Cleveland? What? I don't know why what you ever left doing? New York. 
And then Kansas City, okay, I guess you're making it like you sort of go west and then you jump all the way west and now you're trying to come back towards the Midwest? I guess Just that makes stay sense. stay in New York. It I don't d- get I'm it. confused. All right, so is this a winner or a loser? Loser. Loser. He's very frustrated with it. All right, next up on winners, losers list, the pass interference is now a challengeable play in the NFL, or at least there's a report that's suggesting that it will be by the time these owners Loser! You don't like this? I hate it. Really? Mm -hmm. I think it's just another play that you can challenge. If you lose the challenge, you lose a timeout. Sucks. I mean, it just seems like there's just... I understand you need to get you to, like, keep moving and move forward and stuff like that, like, keep, like, making the sport better. But I mean, at so many points the other day, how like how many times has there been like a blatant pi call? And you're, I mean, it's just like. Well, you know who did this? It's the Saints fans. Fault. I know. It's I know. the Saints fans who rallied behind this. And congratulations to you, New Orleans, because you got this. Now you've rallied, you protested, and you came They're out. They're probably not going to win it next year. And what does it change? What does it change? You still lost the game. Does it make you feel better now because you get to challenge really. pass interference calls, especially one that was so blatant that it should have been called, but it wasn't. But you just got to deal with it because you had another chance to win it in that game and you blew it. So I'm just curious, what does it get? What exactly does this bring back? All right, I love Drew I mean, Brees, our Lord and Savior Drew Brees. Christ. You just gotta be wondering, like, if, if any mistake comes and you have to, and it feels like now, like, if a mistake happens that's blatant one time, that's blatant like that. The next season, next offseason, there's a huge rule change to make sure it never happens again. Like, well, what? that was really stupid because that's one of those things where that should have easily been. Uh, one of those calls where the New York should have stepped in and been like, "Hey, you missed it, okay? We're gonna overturn." Well, then why this. don't you do something like that? Why don't you have the, when it's blatant? Why don't you have New York call in and do that instead of throwing a flag? Well, I think the idea behind this is there's gonna be ticky tackies where the blatant ones you're hoping are getting called, even though this one was missed. That's why I'm asking as New Orleans, as, are you as happy? As much as it sucks, I think you do need a human element in sports, and absolutely. And I, so I feel I feel like they're they're. If if the NFL could, they would have they would like to have robot, or not robot, but be, everything would be. Every, I mean, it's, it's an, every Probably, play is or reviewable, like a, or like a sensor in the football. But every play is review, is reviewable now. That's what it's coming down to, and then people are going to complain that the games are taking four and a half hours. But you know, hey, we we love football. We want to get it right. So especially because there's not that many games, so each game is is you know the outcome is very very important because it's got playoff implications. So, all right, so that's a loser. How about this? Just one? keep wondering that what's that? What's that one line that you, uh, if you if a like something about a pig like gets too fat and it gets slaughtered, um, it's like an expression. Some sort of along those lines. Um, I'm gonna Google it right now. Uh, it has to do with greed. Um, greed quote. With a pig. Pig to slaughter. Let's see what it turns up. It's uh, something about like if, if you. Ah, uh, who said? F- Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah, is that it seems what you're like talking it, about? yeah, something like that. I feel like the, the, the explain edit, the, that. Ed- explain, <laughs> explain what you're saying there. Pigs get fat, hogs get. Well, slaughtered. Well, I feel like like they're they're just they're turning. They're just they're just they're getting way. The NFL has been getting way too greedy ever since Goodell came in. Mm-hmm. And at what point do you oversaturate everything, and then you start just making all these crazy these rule changes, and then just the pro- the product in the field doesn't. I guess what that quote is saying is that a hog is a fat pig, so. The NFL getting greedy and fat is going to become a hog that will eventually get slaughtered with public backlash. Is that what you're getting at? No, it's just, I mean, yeah, kind of, but it's like uh, you get slaughtered, meaning it's like it's you've reached your peak. To and it's wander just, through your mind. I mean, it's just, I mean, what point is enough enough for the NFL? Never. 
Never enough. As everything adapt. comes to an end at some point. Always adapt. I don't even know if this sport's going to be as big as it is right now in five years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. NBA is kind of taking over slowly but surely. I know the NFL has got everybody's attention right now, and they got the numbers to back it up. But the NBA is creeping, and it's a lot more global. Notice why they have numbers in back because they because they, they have one week we have one day a week where everybody watches it, and then the rest of the week it's just whatever. What football? It's most Sunday. Yeah, well, there's there's and there's there, Sunday, Sunday numbers, night, Monday night, number, Thursday night. Yeah, your numbers. If you have eighty two games, numbers aren't gonna. Well, that's why the bas- That's why the you really measure basketball numbers based off of like these the conference finals and the NBA finals and whatnot. So, all right. Next up, speaking of the NBA, the NBA plans to move West Coast games to six p.m. instead of seven thirty Pacific Standard Time. Or what? Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> there we go. The NBA is planning to move West Coast start times from seven thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. To six no, p.m. six p.m. No. Pacific time because because LeBron's out west and they said that they had terrible ratings out out in the east because people would watch the first half of West Coast no game one's, no one, and then go to the sleep. The only way you can go to a game is if you live close to the arena. Yeah, it's not very thoughtful for the West Coast fans. I think the compromise here should be six thirty, six forty-five because no, it should be set like a Giants game, like seven seven fifteen then. Well, you got to be mindful of the people back east, oh right? Because they're not staying BS, up until bro. one one o'clock in the morning to finish watching the game. A lot of them will only Fuck watch it till about eleven thirty. Fuck LeBron. <laughs> you're blaming it all on him. It's just because he decided to come west. They're well, all complaining. You 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 don't want to. The whole thing about NBA it's starting. Fifty percent like, of people that own TVs live east of the Mississippi flan. I'm just saying that the thing about NBA is that what it like the thing that's that's gone wrong in baseball is much more of a regional sport. Oh yeah, totally. Where the NBA, everybody has a team, mm-hmm. and Almost so it's like, and it's like it, for us, we live an hour, hour fifteen from Oracle, yeah. but there's no traffic. If there's no traffic, how the hell would we get to a six o'clock game then? If we get off at five from work, we need to be able to get. You just—that's where they're banking on you just taking time off of work to come out to the game. BS. BS. Don't even have time to tailgate for the tailgate plan. I like what the Giants are doing though, where they're starting at six forty-five on the week on the weekdays. That's doable. You're, sh- you're, you're bumping it up 30 minutes. Not that big a deal. And games are finishing before 10 o'clock, yeah. which is nice. Because then people who have to get up early like me can watch the game and then try and go to sleep and then end up just laying there in bed awake for an hour because <laughs> you're an insomniac or whatever they call that shit. Okay, so you're going to say that this is a loser. 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 All right. How about this one? FIFA abandoned an idea to expand the World Cup from 32 teams to 48 teams. I think this is a winner because mm. you would have just gotten 16 extra garbage-ass teams in the also World Cup. Also, you would have gotten much more um, corruption in that. Well, that's like there's not enough FIFA. there. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, it's a more good countries idea. equals more corruption. Less is more in that sense. That's what keeps the World Cup so special when you qualify for it, and then it yes. unifies people. And we can we can say that now as Americans that failed to qualify for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, you got to come up in a month now. You can recognize you got, you got the women's curl World Cup. We're gonna month. we're gonna. Kick some ass, Yeesh. but I'm talking about the men's national team. Really, really gave you some perspective and how how uh, special it, it truly is. Uh, allergies are acting up. Okay, next up on the winners losers list, the odds for the Stanley Cup Finals have been announced. You heard earlier, I told Dewald says the Bruins in six, me to be the contrarian. I said the Blues in seven, because I believe in Vladimir Tarasenko. Last time that I checked, word in this yozel. There was the Bruins were a plus one, I mean a, a minus one twenty five 
to, uh, along those lines? Something like that. Something like that. So the Bruins are the favorite. Flan, you have not watched any hockey. I'm going to go with the St. Louis because I hate Boston right now because they're oh, just winning everything. That so, was my so same logic. Screw those four or screw those four month year olds who who haven't seen a championship since since February. Okay, boohoo. I hope you don't see another one for at least a year. <laughs> you guys have had enough, okay? You had enough. I hope they go like on like an eighty year streak. That's why teams. that's why I laugh at the New York and LA teams that are a mess right now. It's because markets like that, I'm just like, Yeah, you think you're so great. You think you know what winning championships are. It's like, no, you're dysfunctional. Well, the thing that they're lucky with is that when they're in that big of a market, they have a much easier chance of turning it around yeah, than whatever. So. That's what makes the stuff that's going on in Oakland so special right now. Okay. That's a winner, just because you can make some money on the Stanley Cup. I feel like that's a, it's going to be a closely contested Stanley Cup Finals. You can it's, bets are going to go either way. There's a good potential there to make some money. All right, next up on the winners losers list, the NASCAR Hall of Fame has been announced. Yeah, you scoff, man. It was, my dad watches this shit religiously, so I recognize some of the names that were on there. Like, Bobby Labonte was his favorite racer. I don't understand. That man never won very many races, and yet my dad was a huge fan. And then also on the list, Joe Gibbs, former Redskins coach. Or our words, excuse me. Caught myself there. Tony Stewart, he killed the guy. You remember that? Yeah. Hit the guy on the dirt track. Clipped him. Tony Stewart, every time I saw him, he was just getting pissed off. He'd either win or he'd, get, he'd lose and he'd just get pissed off and fight somebody. That's really a terrible way to try and remember him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tony Stewart. And there's people here that are listening that may not know that Tony Stewart killed somebody, but he did. <laughs> and I'm sure he's sorry for it. So, I, you sorry know, for you. accidents happen. But uh, so, I'll, but we'll give him the winner right here because he's, in, he's now in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So, awkward transition. Congratulations, Tony Stewart. Highs and lows, baby. That's that's what life is. Ebbs and flows. Highs and lows. How about this one? Brooks. How do you bounce back or pop off? Brooks Kepka. I like how you took your headphones off before you yelled that. And thank My you. ear hurt. <laughs> Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. If you remember correctly, I mistakenly predicted Francesco Malinari. How'd he do? I do not know. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna look the final standings up right now. Who did you pick? Uh, Jordan Spieth, he's like 10th or something like that. PGA Championship. And we'll take a look at the scorecard there. Jordan Spieth t- finished tied for third, so congratulations. Oh, hell yeah. You're very smart. You're a smart one. i got to find out where Molinari is. He is not. I have not seen his name, and I am down in the 40s. So, ah, oh, tied for 48th. He finished plus five. Ru- or plus eight. Plus five on the final round. Wow, tough, tough. 16 strokes behind the winner. So it was it was close, though. All right, so Brooks Kepka, that's a winner for you. How about this one? Conor McGregor apparently wants to fight Floyd Mayweather again. And I am going to say, as the Conor McGregor fan, as the one responsible for the sound clip that gets put in at the end of each episode, Conor, shut your damn mouth, okay? Nobody wants to see this, this, this shit-talking, flamboyant stuff. Doesn't work unless you're winning, all right? And as a fan, I believe that you could still beat these guys. But you need to cut the shit and start putting your money where your mouth is again. Because the last time that we've been, last last couple fights he had. It's been a while since he fought. They've been L's. And it's been a while since he fought, yes. And the last time he did fight, it was an L. It was a so bad L. It was a very bad L. 
So I understand what you're doing here, but you're going to hold another L today. And the whiskey's great. We love the whiskey. I used to take shots of it before every show, before we started changing up times and stuff like that. Maybe Sundays we'll start bringing that back during football season. Mm. But that, yes. was, that was tradition. Take a nice little shot before the show. Maybe two, depending on how you're feeling. So I need a lot of it this year. Like the, whis- like the whiskey, but the trash talking, that's and not until you start winning fights again, bro. Okay? And that's, that's me. I'm in your corner. I care. I'm a fan. Representing the heritage. I love it. That's my fighter. That's my fighter. Okay, next up on the winner's losers list, me, Jeff Woodworth. I am. Why? Because A, got paid to podcast today, which is always nice. I mean, if really, if, if anybody of the higher-ups at K- if any of the higher-ups at KSR yes, asked, yes, we were, go we were, off, King. We were recording yes. it during our lunch break, so it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> but if, but I, we didn't take lunch break, so we did technically get to pay to record that, which was dope, and I was joking with DeWald afterwards, so that was cool. And the next one is, I'm going to have to hold this L, because I tweeted out uh, around the eighth inning of the Giants game about how embarrassing they were, and we put them on national tv let me find the tweet real quick i was watching the giants game against the braves on espn and i was not feeling what i saw oh i lost a follower oh well boohoo sad day i said lol at the giants be on espn right now why are we outing ourselves as frauds on national television tickets to this game all caps right behind the third base dugout we're going for as low as 50 dollars hashtag oh how the mighty have fallen I tweeted that out at 9.20, so whatever stage of the game that was, that got tweeted out. And then at 10.05, Joe Panic hit the game-winning single in a come-from-behind victory, and I had to tweet out, I take this back for tonight. So I will hold the L because the Giants proved me wrong. But let's take a look at the Giants right now because they are playing the Braves currently, and we'll take a look at this score. They are currently losing 6 to nothing. In the top of the third. So, same old Giants. Yes. Brandon Belt going over four. Yes, that. That's the Brandon Belt I know. Yes. So, I will hold the W and the L. That evens out. All right, last up on the winner's loser's list. There is a college, D3, St. Thomas in Minnesota, that has been kicked out of D3 for being too good. What are your thoughts? Um, Alpha. It's alpha, huh? Very alpha move on on the uh, D3's part. They've been kicked out of the MIAC, whatever that is. They win too, too much. good. Get out of here. We don't it's want a you. powerhouse. Very smart move. Wow. Smart move. This is insane. That's how, okay, let me see this real quick. The entire athletic program enjoyed success in the recent years. and was 10th nationally in the cup standings for Division three schools. I mean, it's D3. Come on, bro. Like, for real. D3 coaches making $1 million a year. Wow. Oh, no, the school spends a $1 million on football a year. Okay, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. All right, so that's a W for St. Thomas because you're so good, but at the same time, humble yourself because it's D3. All right, step your shit up and start playing D2. You start you start winning D2, then then you got something to, to hang your hat on there, okay? Don't get too big for your britches, but enjoy that W. All right, Flan, it's time for the pop culture update. You ready? Yes. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. Flan, I don't know if you noticed this, but Snapchat. 
has been releasing some new filters. And there was a filter that would make guys look like girls, girls look like guys. And now the newest one, which I think is hilarious because of the Stephen A. Smith videos I've been seeing go around, is a baby face filter. Oh, baby face filters. Sorry, I'm reading an article right now. Oh, yeah. For, your, for this segment. Perfect time to read. Perfect well, time to read. You just started without asking me if you were a star. You just kind of I said, are it. you ready? And you said yes. That so that, the, would that, was, that was for the show. I thought we were going to wait a minute. I get my, get my stuff oh, and then my. go. Okay, I was going to say, fundamentally, that was in the question that I asked if you were ready to go. Well, and so I said, have you, you messed you, around you, with you, the Snapchat filters? I have not. Oh, okay. You grown-ass man, so you're not going to do that? Have no, you seen the Stephen A. Smith videos, though, of him no, talking? I, I saw that, and I saw the Shaq one, which is pretty funny. The Shaq one's good, too. Some people look like themselves just as children, and others look kind of scary, like Kendrick Perkins. Like, that was a baby with facial hair, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel I'll about this. Right now. But I like he's doing it right now, for those of you that obviously cannot see because you are listening on this medium. The best one was Stephen A. Smith's breakdown. His first move was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. And that video yeah, just gets really me dying every time. Service in here. Hey, whoa, man, shoddy. You don't need to be taking shots at the service out here. It's doing us pretty well right now. It started off slow, but it, it got better. All right, do you have anything for the pop culture update? What? <laughs> do you have anything for the pop culture update? No. What was the article that you were reading? Uh, it's about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Quentin Tarantino's new movie. Yes. What, what was it talking about? Uh, it's just backlash to Quentin Tarantino. So somebody asked him about uh, Mark Ruby's limited role in, her, in his movie. And how she didn't have much dialogue. And he said that, he's like, I reject your hypothesis. And he said that, um, I don't know, just the character didn't need much. I don't know. It was weird. Huh. But I guess he's getting a lot of sexism backlash for it. Really? Yes. Interesting. Then again, I, somebody brought this up on Twitter. Like, if you get, it's like the problem with Twitter is like, if one person doesn't like it, mm-hmm. then people take that as a whole like collection of twenty thousand people don't like it. Yeah, and it's usually just the trolls and the naysayers yeah. that get vocalized the most, you know. Yep. So, all right, how about this? Oh, where'd he go? I just saw. It. Oh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost from SNL's Weekend Update are engaged. So, congratulations to them that matters <laughs> you know scarlett johansson really hot though we'll say that wasn't she in avengers uh yes okay she so was. there you go and I she died th- spoiler alert oh okay thank you well, i was never gonna watch it anyway so we're good i just saw one where did it go no oh how about this guy fietti gets a hollywood star on the hollywood star walk of fame Damn. made it big time oh yeah officially all right, and I think we have finally run out of gas here, as you can tell. Flynn, do you have anything else to add, or are we just going to wrap this I'm segment up? Wrap this up right oh, now. Okay, you got to go to the gym, huh? Yeah. What are you working today? Shoulders. Oh, shoulders like boulders. You know who has great shoulders? Full homo, whatever you want to talk about, or do it like that, is Dwight Howard. Yeah. Andre has. Andre Iguodala. Yes. I want I want Andre Iguodala to post an offseason workout plan because he's got crazy shoulders. And Russell Westbrook. As much All as I basketball tear- players have toned shoulders. They use it. They tone. move so Ooh, much. Kawhi's got good shoulders, too. I'm just saying, like, like big, like, solid, like, you could put those as some football pads, and those holes would just run through people, you know? Yeah. Like, just, I'm saying, as someone who's got not boulders for shoulders. I don't either. I'm trying I got, to get the, trying I got to get toned them. shoulders, but I don't have boulder shoulders. I'm trying to get there. So. Just for you, Jeff. Maybe. Thank you. 
honor. It's an honor. It's an honor to have that. Yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'll catch you at 24 and we can actually finally hoop. Yeah, I can show you a few, few things about lifting. Giants get, well, that'll ruin my jump shot. I don't know about that. we got to be careful. Huh. Giants tickets are as low as $20. Dude, are we going soon? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Sounds good. We'll make the trip. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll be back on Sunday. You'll be here on Sunday, right? No Game of Thrones, so we'll be commiserating together with what happened in the weekend sports. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Maybe we'll enjoy some proper 12. Mm. All right. For the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Everybody done left, I need reinforcements All alone up in this world, so much could be an orphan I tell him shorty, yeah, she cool, but I don't need a girlfriend I'm trying to build up my estate and I don't need a whirlwind Yeah, you would be the person I'm just connected with the angle, you can see the cursive I see you best fuck with the shade and you don't need a curtain I swear I said no once and you a different person Yeah, finna give your girl some I'm on rebound shit like I'm Dennis Robin You hit me months ago, I lie cause I already got some Shit, you broke up with me first, so what's the fucking problem? What's the fucking problem? Wouldn't even say that bitch if she was living garden. Peace and quiet lately, hella cool, it's fucking awesome. I get a lot done nowadays by the pool before I couldn't breathe. Suffocate now, I can't breathe. Hit the blood now, I can't breathe. Suffocate now, I can't breathe.